0: Alright guys, welcome to the Union Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Campbell. With me and my co-host, Todd Hammer. And today we have a very special guest, Yessie Martinez. Thank you for being here, Yessie.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: She is an elite FTS athlete. And uh, I'm going to kind of <laughs> let her take everything um, on her own. How she wants to explain what she does. She does a lot of really cool things. Um, so I guess the first question, a lot of people do know you around here. So I do kind of want to start with the meat and potato questions of powerlifting and when did you realize that powerlifting was something you wanted to aggressively pursue
1: okay in order to get there we have to go from the beginning Um, so I was raised in Miami I grew up from an athletic background so I played volleyball I was a liberal and I played basketball which I was point guard and captain Um, I really wanted to pursue basketball that was like my heart wanted to go to college had to work twice as hard because I don't think anybody in my height goes to a d1 college so I probably not <laughs> yeah probably not so um, my brother was also a basketball player and he was offered a scholarship in Dallas um, so I was kind of like kind of following his footsteps but he coached me my junior and senior year where I was like 6 a.m. in in the basketball court before classes like working hard um, got offered a d3. Um, scholarship from Weber University and realized like, oh, you have to have money. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, that's when I was kind of already on my own and I didn't really have the financial support. So I was like, do I want to be in debt or do I want to, you know, kind of just live my life? So I chose the other route and didn't go to college for basketball. So I ended up just going to community college for the first two years and I was like what am I going to do as far as like anything competitive anything athletic and my brother was dating my old trainer's goddaughter at the time (laughs)
0: that's a mouthful yeah
1: (laughs) and he was like you gotta come to this gym there's chains there's bands there's like it's just like nothing you've ever seen before and I was like okay I'll I'll just try it and uh it ended up my first day, I didn't throw up, which I've never thrown up during training, but um, he put me through, like, I didn't know then what GPP was, like, he's, like, ha- like giving me wheel barrels, and I'm, like, throwing the sled, and this is, like, a first time, like, you, you, in college, or in high school, like, you learn the basics of training, but you don't learn technique or, like, anything, like, in depth, so I was just, like, holy moly, like, this is where I need to be, so that's kind of where everything followed. Um, I initially wanted to train because I wanted to be lean and I wanted to look you know sexy whatever you want to call it no, you know right, yeah. and, and I was just like I don't want to like get bulky I don't want to get it was like that time when it's like if you lifted anything heavy you would become a man automatically um, so <laughs> I'm still waiting for it to happen over here. <laughs> <laughs> which we could totally get into because I feel like for a moment that was like my thing like oh you're not you could totally do whatever you want it and and it's more about what your body can do versus what it is, if that makes sense. So um, started with bodybuilders, so I learned a lot about bodybuilding. And trained with, like, the figure and learned through that. But kind of was, like, always peeking and curious, like, what the guys would do on Saturdays. Because there, there was, like, a Tendo unit. They had to, like, you know, I'm just like, what the hell is all this crap that they have to do? Why are they here for three hours squatting? And I kind of got curious, and as I got stronger, my, my trainer at the time, his name is Randy Scotes, who owns Idolmaker, um, he's like, have you ever considered powerlifting? I was like, what's that? You know, like... I don't know what that is. He's like, don't worry about it. Just start training for it, training with the guys and we'll get you in a competition. Don't
0: worry about it. He's
1: like, go on, <laughs> learn on your own. Yeah. No, he was, he was, I mean, without him, nothing following would be possible because he's the one that had a great relationship with Louis Simmons. He's the one that kind of introduced me to Conjugate and Westside and I learned everything. Like the, I think that's a pretty good foundation as far as like what other people can say um, as far as getting into powerlifting. So, um, once I started competing, my first meets didn't go so well. I don't remember that interview, but... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I watched the entire thing. The entire thing.
1: But I want to say this is where I learned all of my mistakes at first and then never repeated them again. Um, I flew to Ohio because obviously that's like the capital of powerlifting, but I did my first Lexin meet, which is not the best meet because... And I didn't know all this until after, but it's, like, Vogelpool was lifting that time. He extended the whole meet because he wasn't ready to squat or whatever it was. And I was, like, dude, I have a 9 p.m. flight. I got to (laughs) go. And this is when I thought, like, meets would end, like, at 3, 4 p.m., like a normal, like, competition. And so I ended up not being able to deadlift on my first meet. And... I was just nervous. I was kind of on my own because nobody would travel with me. It was my first meet, you know what I mean. But I kind of had support through uh, like friends of friends. But um, I was just like, okay, lesson learned. Like you need time, you need support. Um, but it was also a different atmosphere in a sense. Like when I competed with other girls, they wanted me to fail. It's not like how it was today. Like my one of my I think it was like my second attempt was like 135 on a bench how cute is that (laughs) um and like it was just like the I didn't get it because I was nervous and I was like my head was all over the place because like I had to leave that night and I saw like the girls like like celebrating like oh she didn't fucking get it like I may have a chance you know whatever but yeah that was kind of my first experience and then and then from there I was like okay well I definitely have more in the tank I definitely want to learn more um and it's definitely about supporting others and what you can and learn from them. So it's like, that's when it all kicked off. That's
2: I awesome. think you said something awesome there. And I never met Randy, but I know of him. Oh, really? Um, well, I, I had a football player that trained there as well. I always okay. laugh because when, yeah, when you would um, post and then Marcellus, who was with the Steelers for a while and kind of bounced around the NFL, I think actually with the, X, in the XFL. Now. Um, when he um, would train, he would always tag the gym. And I was like, oh, this has to be a good gym because I know two people who I like and respect that train there, so things have to be... But you said something I think that was awesome there is I think half-heartedly said he kind of told me to do this and don't worry about it. And I think it was probably a sign of a good coach because it's a little bit sink or swim, but it's also a little holding the person's hand. And good coaches, I think, and you've probably experienced this, and if you could delve into this, know when to say, go figure it out. Right. But also know when to say, hold on, let me show you. And I think... Too often you see coaches are trying to hold your hand too much. Mm-hmm. And there is some, figure it out. Like, squat. Okay, figure it out. You need to figure it out yourself. Mm-hmm. I can say, you know, knees out or whatever the right, cue right. may be. But I think too often, the mistake I see is people overcoaching and not allowing people to figure it out a little bit. And it sounds like you had that nice balance where it was, figure it out a little bit, but also it was, here's how to do it properly.
1: Randy Scotes... I love him to death. He was an interesting guy because he was just that what you explained. Um, he he would test us honestly. He was very very hard, especially on the females, because you would think that we wouldn't. I guess like there's like a stigma, like you don't know really, like women just do kickbacks or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I'm just trying to make it like a difference, like what I'm, I'm what I'm trying to say. But he would say, okay, so why are we doing this movement? Where do you feel it? And if we were doing it wrong, he would yell at us in the middle of the gym and say, like, that looked like hammer dog shit. Or, like, oh, everybody gets it. Like, he would bring the attention to you and you'd be like, oh, shit, I'm never fucking up again. <laughs> <laughs> so having that, because, like, you usually bring positive te- And that's great. Like, you, obviously you should have um, positive reinforcement or anything like that. But at the same time, it's like, you know you can fuck up once you can fuck up tw- but third time like let's you gotta, you gotta know, know. What, yeah, you you're gotta know what you're doing and he definitely put that in my brain where it's like if I don't get something right I'm gonna do everything possible to make it better you and know that's the mean? art of
2: a good coach huh? That's exactly. a good coach knows when to yeah. you know we always say compliment in public and criticize in private but there's a time and place and as a strength coach you're like when yeah. someone's better than that yeah. to say to them and embarrass them a little bit Give them a little, a little like yeah. nudge that That sucked, and I know you're better than that kind right. of thing. So I, I don't always think that's as much negative reinforcement as the trash talking that happens. Yeah, you know, I think it's a good thing.
1: I think it's a great thing. I, I really do. And and I had that like in high school too. That's just like the team. I mean, you guys played, yeah. you know, sports growing up. Your coaches were probably that. Your teammates were probably like that, ragging on you. So yep. I mean, it creates thicker skin. That way, you can get that feedback that you need. And not like be okay. Well, don't tell me that that's wrong, like I'm doing it right. It, it keeps you open minded, definitely. Yeah.
2: And when you get to a meet and it's all West Side lifters and Chuck there, you're totally fine. Because yeah. I remember the first time I met Chuck Vogelpool, I'll be honest with you, I was more scared the first time going into West Side than the first time I trained in a prison. <laughs> Walking in their prison. I was nervous. I was like, well, oh, when, okay. the when you train in a prison? You know, you you know why? You oh know why? Because all, they all are
1: locked up. But when you go to Westside, they're on the free roaming. That's by choice. Roaming.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're choosing to come in here. And I'm the still road. waiting for this prison uh, story. i that another time. I have a good, right. good friends in of uh, state
0: yeah. pens in New York. Yeah. So um, speaking about you know high school and coaching and stuff like that, when you played sports in high school, and I'm only asking this because I'm a high school strength coach myself. Right. What was your environment like for strength training when you were in high school, even if you even had any?
1: It was a new class that they implemented, so they started that on my junior year, and so I only had that for two years. Honestly, I think it was just constantly testing your physical ability versus, like, probably anything you do today. I think it's, like, way more advanced than what it was. Not well, that it, I was it depends like,
0: where you are, too. Yeah,
1: and, like... I was in Doral, Florida. Like, nobody... It, it was... I have no the, idea where that is. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, I, I originally went to to Miami Springs, and okay. then I transferred to this high school, uh, because my my mother didn't want me to stay at Miami Springs. She just thought it wasn't a good environment, which I thought it was a great environment, and their, their athletics program was great and top-notch, um, and I learned a lot, but... My school that I, my high school that I went to, like, my last three years is, like, it was very party, like, party ultra, oriented. Yeah. and I was, I was friends with the staff, I wasn't really friends with the students, you know what I mean, so, and I was obviously friends with my, you know, teammates and stuff, but it, it wasn't, it wasn't a big thing, it was just a class to take. Or it was like, oh, I don't have to do a science project, so I want to take, like, lifting or whatever. But I took it very seriously because it was like, this will help me get better as an athlete. Yeah. Um, I definitely got stronger than the guys. and That I was, was going to be
0: my next question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then um, I got stronger than the guys, and then, you know, I was training at Idomaker like, towards my senior year. And I started to grow traps. And I'm like, holy moly. I was just crying. I was like, what are these things?
0: Yeah. Um, Wait, you were crying in a bad way. You didn't like them? This
1: is where the whole, like... (laughs) (laughs) This is when your body's changing. And I was like, I have baby fat still. So I was... I I look like a little chipmunk with, like, big cheeks and stuff. So it's... And I'm not saying negative, that's just what it was. And and so I put muscle on top of that, you know, like I felt very uncomfortable because it was all new to me. Um, But, you know, I was lifting at, I don't care, then I was lifting at high school, like I was constantly training and then I had, you know, off season, on season and um, I was, I was getting like pretty built. I don't want to say like, like. While you were still in high school. While I was still in high school. I was, like, getting... I was building muscle. Did that take
0: you away from your ability to play sports? Like... No,
1: Was there any point
0: where you were, like, oh, well, I can't do this anymore, because...
1: No, if anything, it helped me run faster and jump higher, you know? So, um, I knew that there was positives. It's just, I was, like, stay on the journey, stay on the journey. (laughs) Don't look at at the traps, Don't look look
0: at the traps, just keep going. Don't look at the traps,
1: wear sweaters. Um, But, and the guys would say, like, dude, you're... You're kind of big, like you're intimidating, and the guys would come up to you. They're like, you know, um, because you lifted more than some of the guys. Because some of the guys were very lean, like lean, lean. Like yeah. they were the runners or soccer players. Like they're very just lean. Yeah. Um. So that that's just what it was. That
0: was yeah. That was my next question. Was how did it compare to some of the guys? Because in high school, it is intimidating. It is. Um. I've coached girls where they're just bigger and stronger and like you can tell from shoulders if the shoulders are real cut up and I've I've trained girls that are like that and then I have guys come in right after that and they'll just kind of sit there and stare at her yeah and they're just like well how do I get like that coach I'm like well you have to show up and you know take everything seriously and it takes time it really does so that's why I wanted to ask you that just because it differs so much between high schools and then once you get into that like you said when you started getting built once people see that I mean, high school alone, it's very judgmental. It's very So as soon as you yeah. add muscle and athleticism to that,
2: it just kind of adds fuel to the fire. Yes. So, yes. yeah. This is why my son will be okay in high school, because he he's in kindergarten now, and he is star of the week this week, and He got to bring in 10 pictures of his 10 favorite people. And one is Uncle Chad, Uncle Chad Aches, And Uncle Chad, for those of you who don't know, Chad at, at his largest was just shy of 400 pounds. He's probably around 299. He lost weight. He looking really lean and good, but um, I text Chad and said, hey, my son wants to take a picture of you because he thinks you're the best. And he said, okay. And we got a shirtless picture of Chad. So somewhere in kindergarten, there's <laughs> a shirtless picture of 385-pound Chad Akes hanging up. So no one's ever going to pick on my kid because they think this is his uncle. Uh-huh. And if you look at Chad think, I ain't picking on this kid. That's uncle Uncle Chad might show up. So always hang out with the big guys. So... You are an elite
0: FTS athlete, like I introduced you at the beginning. What what kind of got you into that? Like, how did elite <laughs> FTS find you, or is it the other way around? I have no idea, so I'm going to let you talk about that's it.
1: That's a really good question, <laughs> and I often question it. Um, I, I honestly...
2: Dave someone, has poor judgment. Okay, that's yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I actually, kidding, everyone.
1: I, re- <laughs> I remember the day that... Uh, what's his name? Scott? Scott?
2: Yeah, Scott. E- All right, I'm, I mean, um, um, um... Uh, uh, no, um... Just... Anyway. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We're drawing a blank here, right, so
1: just give
0: him a second. It
1: was, it was someone that was, like, the one that was, like, recruiting and the one that reached out. Um, So he was, like, kind of the middleman, man, but... I was working at my job, and I got this email saying, you know, Jessica Martinez, you know, we've been looking at you and whatnot, and would you be interested in becoming an elite FTS athlete? I was like, what? I was like, did they send this to the right email? (laughs) Um, I was freaking out, and I remember my coworker filming me there, she's like, what is wrong? You're in a panic, because I had no words. And I was just like, is this real? Like, I was just flipping out, and couple years later someone asked me this on my q a they're like how did you get on and i was like that's a really good question because i still don't know to this day so i tagged dave and i was like listen can you answer this because i don't know how to answer it yeah um and he he dm'd me and he gave me this like long story and he's like share it if you want or not like but this is why i wanted you on the team but he's like you were a young lifter um one of the reasons why you got brought up is because you were on magazines and he mentioned like you know you were you looked a certain way you you know you're from a hispanic background um but honestly i was waiting for you to get your elite total and when you got it i knew you were gonna become part of elite fts but i waited even longer because they would have asked me sooner but he's like i wanted to wait it longer to make sure it was right, to make sure who I, I knew who you were, um, but also because I didn't want you to be part of Elite FTS because you were on magazines. So yeah. if anything, that hindered my yeah. opportunity to be on it. And so I kind of like that because he was harder on me because I think people can perceive certain things in a way, like yeah. how you look or anything like that, um, but I think it ultimately comes down to to character and, and hard work
2: and yeah how he you wants interact. authentic
0: people exactly he just wants authentic people
2: yeah. yeah i think you've probably heard dave say it in the past i know i have as he said i don't want anyone on the, the team who i don't want around my kids and you know he's asked people to leave leave who were involved with lead fts i don't want them around i don't like what they stand for right. or, or for different reasons has asked people to leave um but i think you know Dave tends to look for people over accomplishments. Yes, you should have accomplished something, but are you a good person who's willing to help? And you know, one of the things I always thought things great is is live, learn, and pass on. Like the two things of live, learn, and pass on. I love the shirts you get with the empowerment because to me, that's so much of what we do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and are we empowering others? And you talked about it with with I think with females. I like coaching females more than males. Because they're easier to empower Because they don't allow ego to stand in the way as often
1: They're more receptive
2: Yeah, where men, yeah. it's like, hold on I, I know what I'm doing you know, I, yeah. I've dealt with a lot of the I know what I'm doing with, with guys Where with when a young lady comes in They're, they're, they're just open say, oh, what are you here to teach me? And there's there is always ego With everyone, but there's so much less So I think that empowerment thing And tying it in with the females thing Is, is what Dave you know, stands for a lot And I think it's great
1: yeah, so I definitely, I think people would, I don't know, maybe some would disagree, but I liked that he was harder on me um, for that reason. Because it doesn't matter if you're in a magazine, it doesn't matter how much you total. It, I think ultimately it's, it's what you do for others and, and what you do for yourself, you know. So um, I definitely ap- appreciated that. Because if it was just yeah. given to me, then I wouldn't feel like it was earned at all.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that's a terrible feeling, too, because, like, once you're around people like Dave, I'm sure, like, they expect a lot. Not not material things, but just to be a good person, and like like Hammer said, he doesn't want people on his team that he wouldn't be comfortable with around his kids. Like, he expects you to bring that character and authenticity around other people, too. So it, it just plays a huge role, kind of no matter where you go. And as long as you can stay that way and not focus on, like, the magazine shots mm-hmm. and... Uh, Instagram stuff and mm-hmm. just be a good person that carries you a lot further so no that's great um moving on to the next question you you are a strong main competitor or training now i know listen <laughs> listen I, I, went, I
1: just for the record i was a has-been but now i'm back on so.
0: all right she really wanted to say that on here so <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna let her say it uh can you describe what training for a strongman is like. <laughs> or at
2: least try to. I'll right, just to. stupid. Hey! Uh, <laughs> it hurts. Everything
0: hurts.
1: Powerlifting is stupid.
2: Yeah, but, but, but strongman hurts more.
1: Strongman hurts. Yeah.
0: So for people who have no idea what a strongman is listening right now, can you explain what it is and how you would go about it if you were to train for one?
1: Okay. It, it, it all varies. I think strongman is actually pretty popular in Pennsylvania um, and becoming big in Florida. But... It, I mean, just Google local strongman competitions, and it, it's kind of like powerlifting. Like, you kind of just train a little bit for it, and then you go all in and see if you qualify for anything. But um, it definitely requires, obviously, training. And the good and bad thing about it is there's usually three to five events per competition. One is usually, a, like, they won't tell you it's a surprise event. Which is the one that sucks? sucks. I'm guessing they don't know
2: how that. We think we have a tire. We're not sure. We're not (laughs)
1: sure what's gonna happen, but it's gonna happen. It's gonna be hard. And, but they basically it's odd implements, and you do it for distance or time, Um, and ultimately whoever is like the last man standing is who wins the, or is the quickest man, uh, or woman, um, wins the event. So. It was interesting to me, and I realized it kind of goes hand in hand with kind of any sport to me, was one of the competitions I did, they they didn't have the object that they were doing, so we had to improvise, and you just have to go with the flow. (laughs)
2: That's
0: hammer shaking his head because he I've done. I've done a
2: few strong strongman competitions. And it's you like, and oh, we, we forgot the tire. We forgot something, <laughs> yeah. so we're
1: gonna do something else. So and you have to strike. go. You have to roll with the punches. It's not like you're like, well, no, I didn't train for that. Like you have to be prepared for the unexpected. I think that's that's the biggest thing with strongman. But
0: <laughs> I, I was I, at
2: a meet one time, laughing because I was at a meet, and mm-hmm. it was ninety degrees in this parking lot outside mm-hmm. all day long, and it was. A fire truck pull fifty feet for speed, and a fire truck's heavy, so it was under two hundred pound. And females were supposed to pull a loaded uh, flatbed, well, the flatbed never showed up, so they're like you guys will pull the fire truck. And, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So there I am trying to pull. I got it thirty-one feet, and there was some sort of imperfection in the road at thirty-one feet, where if you got it to thirty-one feet, you were done. Like that was it. A few of the like Andy Deck, I think, actually yeah. did that that one. And I think he actually was one of like three people to actually get it 50 feet. But that's the thing with me, you just don't know what's going to happen when you get there. And
1: it's usually in a parking lot. Yeah. You know, and they're, you know, the road isn't straight. You know, platforms are kind of crooked.
0: <laughs> right at 31 um, feet, right? Yeah, right. Like, feet. It,
1: it's like, you can't really complain. It's just, you have to go with the environment that you're in. It's yeah. And that's like the most challenging. It's like, all right, like for you, you know, and. And that made me very kind of, like, you can't really complain because if someone's going to bitch about, oh, well, they were on an incline, so it was easier for them to get, like, you know, the truck pool to come to, like, towards them and they got a fa... Like, you can't really talk about that. Like, it's just, it is what it, it is. It is what it is, yeah. And it, it's, like, the best man wins, like, no matter what. Um... There's no question about it and I think that's that's what I like about it it's yeah. like pretty...
0: and I think one of the things is too someone who doesn't know what it is I think the only exposure they get is like the world's strongest man competitions at the I think Arnold. that's a good it, it is good but what you guys have been saying it's a very closed controlled environment compared to what you guys have done yeah like but I, everyone, ev-
2: everyone that is at that level has been at that meet yeah where you show up I was at a meet one time and I've, I've done a handful of strong man competitions and they got and brand, brand new tires for the meet, which means they went to a junkyard and got old tires. And the first competitor goes up and puts his hand underneath it and puts his hand right into a nail that they forgot to check for all the nails. Yeah. Oh, man. And he, now he has you know, has to go get a But he guy. has to
1: take the nail out and keep going. <laughs> yeah. You know what but, I mean? Put spit
2: but that's, that, put that's, spit on it. But that's what happens in a man. You just don't know. It's like, and the field was muddy that day. It was in a field that day. So when you hit the tire down, you couldn't get underneath it again because it kind of sunk down in. So you, with, with strongman, you truly, it is fun. It's uh, it's
1: so fun, but it's the hardest thing I've ever done. And
2: hardest that's why thing that's why done. I jokingly call it stupid. Yeah. I, I love strongman, but it's like the insanity of strongman, and the the preparing for strongman is so hard, and it hurts so much more than powerlifting.
1: When I went to nationals. We had to do, like, sandbag and keg carry, like, onto a platform, and we had to run back and forth to get those, like, objects. Oh my God. I was slipping everywhere. I almost ate it, like, because it was <laughs> indoors. It was indoors, so it was, like, a slippery, you know, floor, and, I mean, again, that's just what you have to deal with. And you have to prepare for the unexpected.
0: That's really terrible. Not to
1: intimidate anybody by that. I think everybody should try shrunk well, I think uh, yeah, it's, fun. it's
0: fun. I mean, I'm gonna pick on you here a little bit. <laughs> Go for it. I think one of the first days I saw you didn't actually meet you because I was too scared to say hi. Why?
2: Because for Why some reason I was scared? intimidated. Listen, I was
0: I was intimidated to say hi, and you were taking a class at night, and I was actually shadowing here before I got hired, and we were outside and we were doing sled pushes. And yes, he was slipping all over the place, and she couldn't push the sled back, and I was standing at the end saying, what are you doing? And you said you couldn't push the sled, and you were getting really pissed. And so I didn't say a word, because I tried to be funny, and it did not work at all, because the look on your face was horrifying, <laughs> and you were already tired and sweaty, and you just kinda wanted to be done, and you left it halfway. And I actually moved it back to the starting line, and uh, you kind of just walked away from it because you got mad because you couldn't get it over the little (laughs) incline by the drainage pipe. That's called thirty-one feet. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we all have our own. And I kind of looked at. I looked at the other CJ, and I was like, "Should I take it back?" And he's like, "Yeah, just take it back." Because you walked inside by that point, and you did the other. No,
1: I think you. When I was trying to do it. Oh,
0: here we go. No, I'm not
1: defending myself because I, I have terrible memories so probably whatever you're saying is true. but I remember pushing it and getting so frustrated and you were actually trying to help me push it
2: up.
0: I was I actually came over and started pulling and it and I was and like, don't like,
2: touch it Yeah you're or like something don't like that and yeah, I didn't
0: say I didn't say a word the rest of the night. Hey, truth comes out, CJ.
2: That's like the dude who touches
0: before, the bar when you're still moving on the bench. But before I went and helped, I was no, like, no, hey. because
1: I pushed it back, like, and finished it because I went the other way, and I was doing this.
0: You were pulling it.
1: I was pulling instead of pushing it.
0: So I, I wish uh, you guys could see the one hundred gesture she just made. I one hundred percent blame
2: CJ on this because I, I, we've all been there. You're pressing a bar, and some idiot touches it, and you're like, "The bar was moving." What are your? Why would you touch? But she she wasn't moving.
1: It didn't matter though. I didn't want you to. <laughs> she touch wasn't it.
2: moving. Was she dead? <laughs> <laughs> then it was
0: burning. no. But and she then, literally yeah. looked like she was like trying to push it uh, through the concrete. Like, I
1: don't yeah, want yeah. help unless I'm like under a lot yeah, of weight you. and I need the help. But
0: see, I didn't know you, so I didn't know you were. No, like that's a
2: good rule of thumb in life, though.
0: I understand Spotting but Spotting
2: is to save lives. So i have to get another round. But
0: when the only people you have experience working with is high school kids true, that don't know true, shit true. and they don't know how to react true. to their bodies. Yes, yeah, somewhat it's my fault at because I should day. give you the respect and credit to <laughs> do the it. The record, right. at the end
2: of the day Charles Jasper's was in charge of the class so I think we all agree. <laughs> yeah. Charles Jasper his fall, it's he was fault. It's your fault. So
0: it <laughs> it, <kidding>. it backfired. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we'll go so with your story. <laughs> we can go <laughs> my no
0: cuz it just got completely unraveled and now I just look stupid. Yes, uh, but podcast <laughs> is worth it. <laughs> so, aside from everything fitness, you do have a very creative side, and I'd like at to least think so. at least I think so from what I've seen. Thank you. Um, so, would you like to explain your interest in photography and your kind of creative outlook on art and what you like to do in your free time?
1: Sure. I mean, I, I do a lot in my free time, but um, as far as the creative approach. Um, This is, like, the first time I'm actually ever explaining it this way. Good question, then. Of course, here at Union Fitness (laughs) Podcast. I'm just trying to
0: take credit where I can. You heard it here first. Honestly.
1: So, I don't have a relationship with my mother. And, um, haven't seen her in years. But, I am a product of her. And she was a wedding planner. So, she has the, like, the whole, like fashion clothing like creative approach making things pretty kind of thing I probably get from her most likely so growing up she was a wedding planner and I would actually help her at her store and was big into photography because that was what was around weddings and I realized like whoa I really want to be a wedding planner too and that obviously didn't pan out and I kind of just forgot about that, like, element, that, that sort of, like, expression, or...
0: Would you ever go back to that one day? Wedding planning? Yeah.
1: Never say never. I, I really enjoyed it, and and making someone's day the most beautiful day for them and supporting them in that way, I think it's really cool, but I think only certain people have the patience and the ability to do it, because <laughs> it is a big day, but um, I think like kind of like putting that in the back burner and not really like playing with the idea of what other outlets that kind of exposed me to I didn't discover till like a couple years ago. And I've always been big on pictures. Like I'm like you gotta remember this. Like I'm always the one with a camera no matter what. I'm just videoing so, everything.
0: Just so you guys know, the first word she told me when she came in today was, Hey I brought my camera. Yes. <laughs> so
1: just because it's like I don't know and regardless if you post it and it's just for you because I have so many pictures on my phone that is just for me and it's like when I go back it's like it's like I'm there again and that's why I love photography and photos and and any creative thing like that Um, and so as I started to realize like man I should really just I mean I I can't just say what if like you just have to do it to figure out what if you like it or not exactly and purchased a camera that my friend was selling he's like I don't want it I need a new one I was like I'll buy it from you this is like perfect opportunity and it's a starter camera it's not complicated so I bought it from him and I just started shooting I didn't know what the hell I was doing I was shooting on auto which is like cheating for photographers <laughs> and I was like man I, I don't I'm like the lighting is weird and I don't, and so I was just like okay you can't half-ass a hobby that yeah. you have time for like you're yeah. trying to make time for and you're trying yeah. to like learn so i went to manual and i went on youtube videos and and you know i'm dating someone that is a photographer and i have photographer friends so i just started networking and i said hey meet me for coffee like what can i learn from you and we just started roaming around pittsburgh because that's that's your playground you yeah. know whatever is around you is your playground you can play with anything. And and I just started learning from other people kind of like, it's like with anything, with training if I want to learn how to train travel to gyms to people that are smarter than you so I started hanging around with people who were smarter than me and more experienced than me with photography and once I started learning the gist, it's like okay, kind of learned the basis kind of learned the foundation, now I need to make it my own and have been experimenting that way since then
0: Well, even if you weren't wedding planning would you want to be a photographer for events like that so you could still make someone's day just through pictures
1: that's why I say the Mm. outlets that it kind of created because I've actually been asked two weddings this year which is kind of bizarre congratulations thank you I appreciate that hopefully the wedding's still on
0: Um, (laughs) and hopefully you do well (laughs) yeah
1: Um, but it, it goes to show that I mean the thing that I deal with like the struggles is I kind of still compare myself with photographers that are more advanced but they've been in it for 10 years I've been in it for two years and that's just like okay that's not realistic you know and it's the same thing with powerlifting when I started it's like I wanted to be 20 years ahead already but I was already year three I'm like I'm still
0: that's how I felt when I came here and I met Hammer he put me back in my place pretty quick. and am still I'm a rookie. Still, yeah, still a rookie, still learning, but in a good way. I have gray hair. In a good way, yeah. I'm not good at things, but I'm wise because I have gray hair.
2: <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, sure.
1: But, I mean, I, I really like photography, like talking about that, um, but it, it kind of like carries over to everything, but if you want to go back to lifting, we can. But um, I think if you – the best advice I can say is – As long as you create and you are proud of your own work and you make it your own, I think everything else will follow. If you are trying to mimic or pretend, people or even yourself will pick up on that. It's not, like you said, it's about authenticity. Yeah. And I think if you are just doing what you want to do.
0: Without validation.
1: Without validation, with just hard work and just putting yourself out there, I think opportunities will present themselves 1000% mm-hmm. because people are going to be like, I want to learn what you're doing and you're like, well, I'm not really doing anything. I'm going I'm just kind of like running <laughs> my own business, yeah. and, but it, it really is. It's, it's really the little things that add up day by day and make a big difference. Um, I think that would be like my ultimate let, advice Let me Let me
2: ask uh, a tangent question off that question because you said, you know, said mimicking, kind of making things your own, and I agree hundred percent. But I'm also, I also come from a school of thought that we all start by mimicking. Yes. And it's you have to learn almost how to mimic, and then so you learn the rules of that sport, activity, whatever, whether it be photography. And then once you learn the rules, and I always take this as a musician to drumming, I will listen to recordings myself and have no idea what I did. And I'm like, that sounds so cool. What was that? And I have to get behind the kit and actually play it in order to understand what I did. Right. And, and and so I think always keeping in the back of your mind that until we get to a certain level, 90% of what we do is probably mimicking. It's probably taking what we admire from someone else. And yeah, we're putting our twist on But but a lot of it is is, is kind of mimicking. So w- w- what do you think the balance is there as far as... And I think it could be lifting, it could th- photography, or it could be dropping. I think... How much of it is mimicking and at what point it's okay now i can make my own rules
1: i think with training that's more relatable to what you're saying okay. because for me i'm not trying to reinvent the wheel i'm not with training i think i'm just trying to learn from people who are smarter than me learning or sh- passing on my experiences to others that are, are getting into the sport but with photography it's like this, I forgot what the quote is, but it's like, how is being creative wrong? You know what I mean? Yes, you have those foundations and those things that you learn from others, but you're not, you're still not mimicking because I feel like one art piece is not the same as the next one. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so, I mean, till this day, I still get inspiration from things I look at Pinterest or anything like that, but I still make a twist of my own, whether that's an editing you know, feature or I just I totally get what you're saying. But as far as like making your own, I feel like if you're constantly mirroring people that you're looking up to, then where is your identity? I think it's about it's a matter of finding more identity within that, which is which can be hard for a lot of people because maybe they don't know who they are.
2: Yeah, no, I mean self discovery through art is a wonderful thing. By the way, it's David Bowie's birthday. Just wanted to share that thanks I loved everybody
0: well and that comes back to what you were saying about trying
2: different things and one
0: of the things that I've always uh, was grown up on was tasting all the flavors so go and do different things and again without validation so I think with what you guys are talking about with training or trying to keep it simple you can learn from anyone but take it with a grain of salt add your twist and just try different things like you said with editing and stuff because then what happens is that friend or whatever messages messages you and says hey how'd you do that that's really cool and then you end up saying well i just kind of did random shit and it kind of just worked out exactly yeah i think tasting different flavors of different things but then kind of rounding it to your own helps so much with anything whether it's art training anything like that so the last question i definitely wanted to hit today um if you guys didn't know yesi you do write your own articles for elite fts Mm mm-hmm and if you guys want to read those, they are on EliteFTS.com. But I picked out an excerpt from one of her latest um, published articles. And it is from Neil Gaiman. Did I say that yes. right? Okay. And I liked I liked it and I really wanted to share a quote from it because anyone listening right now can truly benefit from it uh, no matter what aspect of life. doesn't matter if it's training, work, whatever. And myself, I always preach to my athletes about you know, being okay with failing, being okay with making mistakes, big or small, um, while also trying new things, like we literally just talked about for the last five minutes. So, the excerpt that I pulled from uh, Neil Gaiman's, what was it, a story or a book? It, it was from, it
1: from? It, yeah, it's a quote of his from.
0: Okay, an so. He did. And it is because if you are making mistakes, then you are making new things, learning, living, pushing, changing yourself, and changing your world. And I really thought that was important Um, and I really thought that was pretty cool for someone like Yesi to post because when you do go on websites like Elite FTS a lot of the times you get stuck in fitness articles uh, anything training related but we really don't go back to just basic not life skills but things we need to take more into account when we're going about our everyday lives so the question I want to ask you is from that excerpt what are some mistakes you've made over the years that have made you a better person that you think she's laughing right now because she has no idea what to say I'm putting her on the spot you
1: are oh my god I've made
0: maybe just like (laughs) a couple that have like really changed your life
1: I want to say with I think it's in hand in hand honestly is making mistakes and taking risks Um, because I think if years ago, I didn't take certain risks, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. I know that's, like, very cliche to say, it's, like, but it's like you said, it's, like, the simple things like that, like, you don't realize the choices you make every day ultimately leads you to where you want to be. Um, but, <sighs> mistakes. <laughs> I mean, I bombed out of a meet, so there's <laughs> that. No. What um, did that do
0: for you afterwards, though?
1: Honestly it 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 was a fail it was a failure like I failed at something because you don't go to a meet to fail and that's probably like it's just heartbreaking and I think a lot of people can relate in whatever realm you want to take that as but I felt so unprepared for it because I was dealing with certain situations and I kind of went with an attitude like let's see what happens and I don't think that's the greatest attitude (laughs) honestly but it's it's just what I thought was best at the moment to not overwhelm myself and put pressure on myself and make it even worse and learning from that is don't go don't go unprepared and have the confidence that you will do well and I don't think I had that confidence then and I think that's why I probably didn't I, that's why I just didn't do well and I didn't perform well. So I was very upset with myself um, just because I'm better than that. And, you know, I kind of dwelled on it for a couple of days, but it's like you have to move on and you learn from it. Okay, what do I need to do better? And you just – honestly, it's going back to the basics. Like I need to start from square one and move my way up. Um, but, it, I mean, a lot has changed for me, in especially personally and – like the last couple years and obviously I don't want to talk about those things but um, I want to say change is hard just because we get used to things and and we get comfortable and I think that's what um, that's what prevents us from being our full potential so when either when situations happen to you or for you it, it just depends on the attitude and and how you move forward but I, I, I like to be shaken I like to be on my toes all the time and I think that's why I pursue a lot of things because it gives me the opportunity to fail a lot yeah. too you know so I just don't stick with one thing and that's why I think people challenge me like with well why do you do strongman and powerlifting you can't do both. Well, it's like, okay, well, I want to do two things that are really, really hard, yeah. especially mentally, but I also have two opportunities where I can really fail or I can do really great things, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's just a matter of putting yourself out there no matter what it is, for sure. Awesome.
0: Yeah, we can definitely end on that note. That was, that was a perfect answer. So, thank you so much, Yesi, for being on today. Guys, if you want to check Yesi out, uh, we will tag her Instagram on whatever post we do on the Union Fitness Instagram page um if you want to check her out on elitefts.com you just search your name right yes just go to the search bar
1: and there's not only me there's many other athletes i don't want to say
0: that's fine but
1: um honestly elite fts in general has so many cons so much content and so many different athletes and avenues that you can i mean i think anybody can relate to anybody just because there's so many personalities on that website um so check everyone out honestly
0: awesome yeah. thank you guys for listening we'll catch you on the next episode